Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the Bible series on the book of Romans with part three of this message entitled, Salvation is of the Lord. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 30. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Number three, the calling, those God called. Those whom God chose in love and predestinated in eternity, God calls effectually in time, in the personal history of the individual. The call of the gospel comes to every elect. It does not come to them just as a general invitation which the hearer can refuse. The call is effectual. It is divine summons. And the elect is made able to come to Jesus and believe in him. And he may be calling you today. Effectually. Come to him. Believe in him. And be saved. And go in peace. Your faith has saved you. They come to be united with him. And how does the call come? Angels? No. St. Paul makes this statement in Romans 10, 14 through 15. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. A preacher is called, commissioned, and sent in the power of the Holy Ghost and in the knowledge of the gospel. He preaches Jesus Christ and him crucified, dead, buried, raised from the dead, and seated on the right hand of God as sovereign Lord. The elect sinner's heart is opened by the Holy Spirit. He regenerates the sinner and enables him to repent and believe the gospel. Faith comes by hearing the word preached. None is saved without faith. Faith requires the hearing of the word. So we must share the gospel that elect sinners be effectually called. Sovereign God works through his people. Cornelius was saved by hearing the gospel through Peter, not by an angel. We are important in God's saving plan of the elect sinners. If we are called by the gospel, we must call others by the gospel. So the book of Revelation concludes, 22nd chapter, verse 17, The Spirit and Bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come, Whoever is thirsty, let him come, and whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. Spirit says, come. Church say, come. And every believer say, come, 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 and take the water of life and live. 
So friends, call this way your spouse. Call your children. Call your neighbor. Call your colleagues. Call those whom God sends your way. And call those to whom you are sent. And I stand here in history. God called me and sent. And I am proclaiming the gospel to you. Come. Take the water of life. And Paul says in Acts 13 verse 48. When the Gentiles heard this. They were glad and honored the word of the Lord. And all who were appointed for eternal life. Believed. First Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1.5 Because our gospel came to you not simply with words. But also with power. With the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. First Thessalonians 2.13 And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it actually is the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. 2 Thessalonians 2.14 He called you to this through our gospel and what's the purpose that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. That you may possess that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God loved. He chose. He called through the gospel. To share the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So friends be baptized in the spirit. Be clothed with the spirit of power. Love and sound mind. Be filled with the spirit. And speak the gospel with boldness. Call people from death to life. From eternal shame to eternal glory. Remember we speak in the name of the one. Who has received all authority in heaven and on earth. He is with us always. Remember not even death can separate us from the love of God. And the end will come. When every elect is called to life. Those he called. These he justified. The sons of Adam find themselves already condemned. They are on their way to hell. They are under the wrath of God every day. Yet they try to clothe themselves with the stinking self-righteousness of the fig leaf contraption. But it is useless. Paul declared that by the works of the law no flesh can be justified. We need to be clothed in the righteousness of another. We need a man who is sinless and at the same time eternal God whose merit is infinite. So his own son was sent 
from heaven to be incarnate in the womb of the Virgin Mary. The wages of sin is eternal death. Jesus Christ came to die in behalf of those whom the Father loved from eternity. He who knew no sin became sin for us, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God can now justify the ungodly justly. Anyone who trusts in Jesus Christ alone. Jeremiah declares in 23 verse 6, The Lord is our righteousness. And Paul tells us, It is because of God the Father that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Jesus Christ died for our sins and raised for our justification. Romans 3.24 says, We are now justified freely by grace alone. Romans 3.26 says, We are justified by faith in Jesus. Salvation is by grace alone and through faith alone. Romans 5.9 says, We are justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Without the cross of Christ, no justification for the ungodly. If one denies the cross, one denies salvation. So we in this church lift high the cross of Calvary. We confess Christ of Calvary. We confess Christ who died for our sins, having been justified by the Father. We have peace with God and we are reconciled to God and we stand in grace in God's presence. God has moved us from our former state of condemnation to our new state of justification. So Romans 8.33 says, It is God the Father who justifies no appeal possible to another court. Our justification cannot be reversed. Enemies of God are reconciled through Jesus Christ our Lord. Grace, friends, is the source of our justification. The work of Christ is the ground of our justification. Faith is the means of our justification. A faith that is a divine gift. And the effect of our justification is nothing less than the vital union with Christ. The mother of all doctrines. God the Father is the one who has justified us. And so we wait in hope of the glory of God. Our glory is the goal of divine predestination. For more on justification, refer to my forthcoming book on Romans. Number five, and these God glorified. 
take note of the divine monergism in our salvation. What is emphasized is not our response of faith. We believe and live an obedient life because of the divine life. So we do not boast. We praise God. Notice then, God foreloved a specific number of sinners in eternity past. God predestinated these ones to become like Christ, holy and blameless. God effectually called these people in time in our personal history by the preaching of the gospel. He called us to life even as Lazarus was called to life from the tomb of his death. God justified the ungodly, declaring them righteous. God not only forgave our sins, he clothed us with the perfect righteousness of Christ. Divine monergism continues to the end. Those whom God justified, these he also glorified. He deliberately uses the aorist tense. He glorified. Not he shall glorify us in the future. Because it is so certain. It is as good as done. There is no contingency. God who acted in loving us moves from one step to another step until he comes to our glorification. No power in the world can stop him from glorifying us in the future. Those whom he foreloved and predestinated in eternity called and justified in time. God alone works from eternity past through time to eternity future. Even now Christ is in us the hope of glory. We have been already raised with Christ and we are seated with Christ. Our spirit is life because of righteousness and we are told in Romans 8 verse 11 that God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will make alive our mortal body through the Holy Spirit who indwells us now. Our new federal head, even Jesus Christ, has been already glorified. And we are united with him. We are in him. So soon we also must be glorified. So we read in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 20, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. Notice the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And 1 Corinthians 15 23, But each in his own turn, Christ the first fruits, then, when he comes, those who belong to him. Glorified, so certain. Philippians 3.21, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. First Corinthians 15.49, and just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. 
All have sinned in Adam and lost the glory of God in Jesus Christ. The glory of our spirit and body is restored to us. So we shall bear the likeness of the man from heaven. And 2 Thessalonians 2.14 tells us, He called you through our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. God sent His Son into this world so that not just that our sins may be forgiven, and we be justified. He sent His Son into this world that He may bring many sons, every elect, to glory that every elect be like our glorious Lord Jesus Christ we share in his life and we share in his glory as I said sanctification is glory begun right now it is happening and glorification is the consummation of sanctification so 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we who with unfailed faces all behold the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory. Even now, from glory to glory, he is changing us. 2 Corinthians 4.16, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. We are wasting away, sir. Arthritis. But that's not all it says. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Even now we are being renewed daily in our inward man. Jesus not only restores to us the glory we lost in Adam, he gives us greater glory because the glory of Christ, the man from heaven, is greater than the glory of the man from earth, Adam. So, friends, God moves irresistibly from the first step in foreknowledge to the last step of our glorification. Being confident of this, St. Paul says that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Let's praise God, sir. What he began, he shall complete in Christ. Our glorification is an accomplished fact. Even now, Paul says in Philippians 2, 14 and 15, Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. But soon we shall shine with greater brightness. When we see him, we shall be like him. Then we shall shine like the sun, which is our destiny. Matthew thirteen forty three, 
then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears, let him hear. And you just read in Revelation 1.16, his face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. Our older brother, his face like sun shining in all brilliance. And that's our destiny. Then we shall reach the goal. We shall be conformed to Christ that he may have preeminence among many brothers. All this for Father's glory. Then shall eternity future begin in a creation that is glorified too. God will dwell with us and we with him. That is life eternal. That is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Concluding remarks about this. Salvation is of the Lord. From beginning to end. He does all the work. What did we do? Let me tell you. We ran away from God. We became prodigals, rebels, enemies of God. That's what we did. But God came after us. He apprehended us. He has transformed us. From glory to glory, he's changing us. True, we love God. We delight in doing his will. We worship God. We live for God's glory. God is working 100% and we are working 100%. But we work because of God's grace. The Spirit of God enables us to think God's thoughts and do His will. So we ask the question in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7, For who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have? that you did not receive. And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Salvation, friends, is of the Lord. Therefore, you can depend on it. Hallelujah. God works. God also works through us. God receives all praise. Remember this. The visible church is always a mixture of wheat and chaff. If you are not living a holy and obedient life, then pay attention. Draw the conclusion that you are not God's chosen. Call upon the name of the Lord that you may be saved. But if you live by repentance and faith, then you are God's children. Remember, Romans 8 verse 28, We know to those who love God, He works in all things, for good to those called according to his purpose. So our love for God, which is a response to God's love for us, is a proof that we are in the company of those whom God foreknew, God predestinated, God called, God justified, God glorified, to God be the glory. Hallelujah. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part three of this message entitled, Salvation is of the Lord. 
Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.